0: <laughs> horror cats <and> witch hats.
1: <laughs> welcome back to horror cats and witch hats with izzy and me katie it's uh nice to have you here with our cats hi bilbo she would say hi if she could talk all right, we 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 have a telepathy thing
0: going where she's like hi, and then I just speak for her. <laughs> As with all familiars, that is how it works. So we thought we'd introduce our second official episode with a little something different. Yes. So just before we recorded, I did a reading on my Deviant Moon full deck tarot. A preface, I have only kind of just started this so be gentle with me (laughs) and if you disagree with anything uh let us know yeah
1: we're we're both fairly amateurs at tarot readings but we have found interest in
0: trying to get better so this is our effort (laughs) this is our effort yes and if you have resources by all means let us know share so the card that i drew was the hermit and the intention was uh this podcast right with the movie that we are going to review selected yes so from my uh, little notes the hermit hides from the world in his alcove even though he shuts himself off from this city he is never truly alone the rotted fish beside him i will post a picture of the card because it's very art specific is a reminder that he can never hide from himself. The upright meanings are solitude, exile, one who seeks to be alone, outcast, hidden knowledge, and secrecy. And I know that you're not supposed to like take these very literally. The, they're just kind of you interpret the card to be. And it just so happened that what the description of that card was was pretty spot on with where we're going to go. Today with our movie so yes. without further ado the movie that we are going to talk about today is the supernatural horror film The Autopsy of Jane Doe premiered 2016 by the director he's Norwegian so I apologize for the name Andre <laughs> Overdahl might be. that's what that's what I would say okay um, again if that's wrong Send us a clip saying it right, I guess. The, I'd love to know how to actually pronounce it. The only other movie that he's directed that I recognized was the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which yes. we'll have to do along with the books at some point. I have all of the books. Lot, I uh, I have forever. A lot of people reference his movie Troll Hunters. Um, I
1: haven't seen it. Oh, I have. It's oh. very interesting. It's very interesting. The trolls are giant. It's a it, it was an Andy or it was a film my fiance showed me when we were first starting to date back in 2014 but it's a I think it's an older film.
0: It I guess, I don't know. So, for the Autopsy of Jane Doe, my first question when I started this was is that an actress on the table or is it just a lot of like mannequin things? Turns out it is a real life actress. Um her name is olwyn kelly yeah and she's gorgeous and she's very pretty i think it's awesome that they used a real body for this
1: it definitely gave it a better feel than using just like one of those kind of rubber cadaver fake bodies that you see in other films not rubber they're silicone but yeah
0: I completely agree. And I mean, you can tell when they're obviously put the silicone over her for the actual cutting parts, but right. The they do so many close-ups on her face that having a real person made it
1: better. Well, and the cri- the the most amazing part of that is how still she's able to hold um for it being a pan of her whole body and her just staring the entire time, basically,
0: and with contacts in, nonetheless.
1: Yeah, cataracts, contacts. Those are uh, those are thick and sometimes very uncomfortable to wear. If you've ever worn them,
0: I have never had contacts in before, and I don't think I would handle them very well, just based off how I can feel you touch your eyeball, dust in my. Eye. Yeah, I'm not one of those people who finds that weird, and it doesn't. I guess I have seen anything. you do that. <laughs> um, I just. uh I think it would irritate my eye
1: a lot. They do, especially if you get like something in between the contact and your eye. Like when I used to wear them for the haunt, obviously I had colored contacts and stuff. Um, it, it it would get miserable to the point where like in the like halfway through the night, you'd like take them out and just put them in your water because you just couldn't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, I couldn't do it, especially those like, the pure <laughs> black ones. Your well, so those are amazing.
1: The the scaras. Something like that. Um, but they're actually really bad for your eyes because they cover your whole eye instead of letting your eye breathe. So you're only supposed to wear them about 30 minutes at a time.
0: Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. A little PSA for all you out there.
1: I knew people who wore them all the time and they're like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But your
0: eyes would get incredibly irritated, I promise. So, for autopsy Jane Doe, Let's talk about the very beginning, opening scene to start. So it starts. Okay. It starts out where they introduce Jane Doe, basically, and she's just like this half buried body in the basement of some random house. <laughs> uh, so
1: the police found it was a it was a house of murders. Like there were a bunch of murders in a family, and then she was buried in the basement.
0: And my thought was that they were doing construction of some sort because you can tell the floor had been torn up and there was tarp all over the place and they had kind of discovered her body and then just nonsense ensued from there. Um, Tyler, my husband, thinks that that would be a great prequel movie to do but personally I kind of just would rather leave it up to the imagination of whether they killed themselves or if she somehow manipulated it right i like the mystique of it all
1: the unanswered questions is what it's what makes it stick in your head
0: so you come back to it and you remember it and then you're like i want to watch this again (laughs) exactly you're looking for clues and that's the best part and it also makes me wonder how she got there did somebody else previously bury her there and does that mean that somebody survived her enough to be able to bury her? Or did she allow them to bury her and then they she killed them? Or I that whole idea of how she even got there in the first place um, is wild, I think. Hmm, yeah. And so after that, she gets taken to this morgue where we're- It's, a, it's like a father-son morgue. <laughs> yeah
1: great family biz how would you feel about living above a morgue or just like having a morgue connected to your house
0: so me myself and i would be terrified constantly um yeah i would not be allowed to watch scary movies
1: i would constantly see things to the point where i don't think i'd be able to watch movies either like almost anything remotely scary
0: Every sound I hear, I'd be like, oh my god, it's the bodies. It's up. It's walking around. Yes. Yes. But their house that they lived in, I'm kind of upset we didn't get to see more of the house. Which I'm sure was by design. Cause everything I was... love the elevator. <laughs> yes, because they're... It's so old. They're in the basement, which is where dead bodies go um, underground. But from the outside, it looked like this gorgeous like Victorian house that had been passed down and i really wanted to see more of it but and then i found myself for a lot of the movie trying to figure out the layout of their space downstairs of the basement i agree i got really confused i couldn't figure out it's like a maze of hallways yes if it was like a circle not a circle um like you walk around the center in a square right yeah or if when you leave the room, the cold room, I don't know what they officially call it, you walk straight right. and then you turn and that's just where the hallway ends and that's like where the stairs are that go up to their little shutter, their uh, storm doors. Um, I just could or, never... Wasn't it...
1: They were spiral staircases too. <sighs> mm-hmm. I've always and wanted spiral staircase. And it was all rock iron yep. very old school. I'm a, I'm, it's a dream. That is a dream to have in my future home. Without the uh, crematorium, of course.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd want it like upstairs in like almost like the haunted mansion style where it's like in a greenery.
0: Yeah. That'd be really cool. <laughs> That's a good idea. So they get the body, they take it downstairs. You wonder So the well, the police
1: bring the body. They they bring in a a Jane Doe and they ask the the mortician and his son to basically figure out what killed her because she has nothing. She she literally looks like perfect condition
0: they also note that one of the weird things was that she was brought to them because i think traditionally emmys are supposed to go to the crime scene and do initial things there um looking for evidence and things like that before everything gets disturbed i think the son mentions that he's like why weren't we at the scene where are the photos yeah um So that is an anomaly that they recognize and makes you wonder if that was kind of like a Jane Doe thing or just the police trying to wrap it up because they were like, oh, no, a random female body. I don't want to deal with it. Well,
1: and I can imagine like looking at if you're like getting called into a house of murders where there's a bunch of murders and you go into the basement, you're like, why is this body here that looks almost in pristine condition to the point where it has no markings? Other than she has cataracts eyes.
0: Um, so the cataracts eyes thing, they note that that is something that happens in a body that has been decomposing for a very long time, but nothing else about her was old, time frame wise. The temperature was right. off. There was no rigor mortis. Obviously, there weren't any weird gases or anything like that happening. Well, and she had no no physical injuries and just random but if you are ever really interested in how a body decomposes like the stages <laughs> uh, there's a podcast called morbid a true crime podcast where they go in detail about how bodies decompose in the stages and stuff like that and it's pretty it's really interesting albeit
1: I remember my college uh, orientation. I met a girl who was going to school to be a mortician. And I i had all these questions for her. And I was just like, why? What makes you want to do this? Do you like dead bodies? Like, I was so curious. But at the same time, I'm a person who's obsessed with horror movies and liking to scare people and things. And
0: I mean, I, I just, just the yeah. appeal of being an Emmy and the mystery of it all. Um, but it's, like, rooted in science because... Like he says, um, Tommy the father says, we aren't trying to find the why. We're just trying to find a cause of death, which is the science behind it. Like in Bones, she's like, I don't make any assumptions. <laughs> if I don't see it, it's not there. So I think that part is really cool. I just definitely wouldn't want to live with the bodies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So I will say this. I love... I'm going to skip ahead for a second, but I love the aspect of the ma- the bell when, like, everything happens because traditionally in old times, obviously you would put a bell on the toe to make sure that that person was really dead and they didn't come back. And I just love that little
0: piece of history
1: you just put into that.
0: <laughs> so I also was noting the bells because they're creepy as fuck. Um, yeah. And they happen, they show up in a lot of movies because of their association with death so yeah. there's this maybe where he talks about how they did it to make to tell the difference between a comatose patient and an alive or uh, a dead one mm-hmm. but there's also that historical aspect where people became so afraid of being buried alive that they would have like the... tie a string to your toe and... and then there would be a bell above the grave sorry yeah exactly <laughs> and or like the little windows and if you hear a bell and i think it's in the what is it called um I think it's one of the conjuring movies the nun i think is what it's called uh where they're walking through the cemetery and all of a sudden all the bells are ringing yes you're correct um but also bells that's like the bell noise you hear when you walk into places it's like a sign of entry Ding. and people are here which is another creepy aspect to the bell ringing <laughs> I'm here. And it's also in the Uninvited. Um, if you remember that, the American version of the Uninvited. I haven't seen the traditional petting extravagant It version. is? Yeah, the mother has a bell tied around <gasps> her because she is too oh, sick. Oh, because she's sick. Yeah, okay, I remember this now. Yeah, and then she comes crawling across the floor and all you hear is the bells. That haunted me for life. I think I watched that movie with you. Me. You did.
1: We definitely watched that movie
0: <laughs> together. <laughs> Oh, yes, good the, times. the bells, um, because it's such a sharp sound in a quiet aspect.
1: It's very distinguished, too. Yes. Like, you, like, you know what a bell sounds like. And so when you hear that, you're like, what? Yeah. Who?
0: When? Why? Agreed. So when they start the autopsy, I couldn't verify this because they took it off Netflix. So I couldn't go back after I thought of this to... I was really mad about that, too. Double check and see if my theory matched up. But I had read somewhere or something that she was trying to warn them. She gave them multiple warnings to stop what they were doing. Right. And when I watched it the first time, I noted that when he was writing on a bag, I think it was the bag that had the sample, the string in it. Or the soil, one of the two. His pen stopped working. He had a hard time finding the pen. And I was like, wow, I feel like every time they find something new, something... um, Stops working, or... something goes wrong. It gets uh, interrupted. And the more invasive they get, the worse the reactions happen. Right. So, like I said, I couldn't go back and verify with each thing they find what happened. Um, But we know that they start by finding... The wrist and ankles. Uh, Bound. They were shattered. Yeah. Her, oh, yeah. Her cataracts. Hi, Sorry. Lucy. That is my dog. We're going to have to change it to her cat's dogs and witch hats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she has the peat under her nails. No tongue. The missing molar. The fiber. Whatever. But the things that I noted that kind of happened. And again, I can't tell you the order. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pens he has a hard time finding a pen that works the clock stops although I haven't been able to note like what time the clock stops or anything significant with that
1: and that's always a thing that like is a telltale because they're always like it's a specific time it stops for some reason so that's yeah
0: for this movie depending on the theories which we'll get into later you could argue that that is when reality ceases to continue right. for them mm-hmm. anyways um. Let's see, the blood leaks through the fridge, the radio goes all wacky, the storm hits, and then, of course, just all heart breaks loose after that. But it's like those little things when they started that I wanted to note. Yeah. Um. But then the question is, is she actually warning them or is she just fucking with them? Because if she's warning them, it's either like a taunt. Hey, if you keep going, I'm really going to make your life hell or please stop like i don't want this it's one of those Uh, two
1: well i'm pretty so i personally believe that it's a solid warning at the at the beginning but as they keep going she's finally just like all right fine we're done and that's when like everything really hits
0: crazy and like the really big storm hits and stuff so one article that i read called website screen rant um the author of this particular article wrote that they believe her whole shtick essentially is to enact revenge on those who attempt to take away her bodily autonomy okay yeah you and i are reading the same article (laughs) cool which reminds me that this has also been classified as a body horror which i think is a totally awesome subcategory although i'm not a huge body horror fan i'd like to note that
1: but, I, ever since I tore my ACL, MCL, meniscus, I have a really hard time seeing like bodily functions happen, or like not bodily functions, but bodily pain happen. I'm
0: not good with like I I can do a lot of the medical stuff, but I hate 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 compound fractures, um, like oh, bones sticking through yeah. and bones cracking. Those sounds and visuals, I can't do it. Those gross me. You know. Like
1: that. I would think that I would be okay with it by now, because when I was younger, I used to stay up super late and watch the TV show Scarred. If you remember that show at all, uh, where you basically went into watching people get compound fractures and and skateboarding accidents and all that stuff. and and you see like everything. you see it happen, and then you, it goes into like how it's fixed and how many screws goes into their arm. And like I watch that religiously all the time. So you would think that I'd be totally fine with that. No. I have the hardest time, what you were saying, hearing those bones break and seeing it because in my head, all I hear is my knee snapping in half and I just feel
0: pain. Yes. In soccer, when you're at a tournament, one of the girls collided with another one and the girl on my team, I can still remember the sound. It like broke her I don't know whichever one's in front, Tibia, 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 the the shin. It broke her shin, and she tried to jump up because she was still like (gasps) playing, and her scream haunts me to this day. Oh, I yeah. Needless to say, that was the end of that game. But anyways, bodily horror. (laughs) I think that's cool that it has its own total sub genre. I guess. I guess I would say Saw is probably also a bodily horror. Bodily horror.
1: Yeah, Um, it does have to do with everything in the body.
0: Which makes sense, because I'm not a fan of those movies. I like the concept, but I can't watch them. But anyways, as they get more pervasive with her body, she attacks them to make... Yeah. Yeah. So it says that they also theorized that she was serving, this is a somewhat quote, as a symbol for the brutality of the witch trials.
1: Well, because she had scars on her organs, her tongue was, was gone, her, her tongue was removed, um, and then they found her lungs were charred.
0: So I understand- So like she'd been burned. I understand the brutality of the witch trials, especially because they talk about none of those people who were murdered were right. actual witches, right? Um, but- So they, I hypothesize that she came from Salem, right? Because they're like, oh, the northern, eastern part of the United States. But there were no burned bodies during Salem. They were hung, and one of them was crushed to death by rocks. And that was a male, I believe. However, in Europe, during their many, many witch trials, (laughs) depending on the the country. The long-lasting years. Yes. Um. That's where, like, burning at the stake happened. And they were also tortured just to get the confession, of course. Um, And most of those confessions were false anyway. Yeah. There's, like, a whole book. Someone wrote a book about how to draw a confession from a witch. And that's what they use. Interesting. I don't know if the director did that kind of research and tried to implement those. Because one of the tests for witches was to prick them if they felt pain then they weren't a witch but the idea was that the devil protected them from pain um some went so far as to stab people uh to just inflict the most amount of pain here can this um so i'm wondering if that's kind of where the stabbing comes in to her um, although that stabbing should have killed her because i think it talks about how it nicked her heart but We'll yeah. ignore that part. Um, and then they used to put these like muzzle cage things on their head. And they had things for their tongue. Uh, so I'm wondering if that's where the tongue thing comes in. But And then, of course, it was all, not all, m- a lot of them were religious based. So that's where yeah. like, the religion part feeds into it. But for the most part, her injuries... What I'm trying to get at is her injuries are not consistent with the Salem witch trials. So if that's where they're trying to get, she was an anomaly that was not related. <laughs> she... From
1: from the things that I've read, it, it looks like that is exactly where he was trying to go, is all a part of the Salem witch, tri- witch trials. And, like, trying to tie in the um, brutality that went into those.
0: But there's also um, there's also the idea that he is wildly incorrect because he even says at the beginning himself we do not postulate we fact we only say what we see and then he goes off this wild thing about oh my gosh this is definitely from the northeastern even though you can buy it at a store this is definitely something witch related and
1: well and then at one point he he tells austin his tommy tells austin his son that most women tried and accused of witchcraft were innocent and fell victim to the ramblings of children, because children were always the ones that were accusing them.
0: Well, that's why his theory was that she was actually a normal female who was accused and then in their attempt to take the the witch out of her, like cast her soul out, they turned her they into a witch.
1: transformed her into a vengeful spirit of a witch.
0: witch. That's what it says here depending on which theory you look at but we'll get into those in a minute yeah yeah my biggest thing was like if you're trying to say that she's either an anomaly that wasn't recorded or it's they are wildly wrong yeah or he's just
1: trying to tie in the two the two different sides of like the countries and combine it all into one, but it wouldn't make sense of it just if just labeling it the Salem Witch Trials.
0: There is another theory that she was cursed by real witches for accusing others. Because she's really young and most witches that were or women who were accused of witchcraft were older spinsters type things, and they postulated in this maybe she was 17 or something like that. <laughs>
1: So the only thing I, I can think of right now is what spinster ladies spending a quiet evening at home sucking the lives out of children. Uh, yeah, hocus pocus it went there.
0: <laughs> Every time I think of witch trials, I think of the Monty Python Holy Grail, where they're like, "What she's is a, a witch, a duck." <clears throat> yep, which was Good actually a, a test they would throw. That was yeah. Into the Water. Another, um, I'm going to uh, reference Morbid, A True Crime podcast again, but they also have a super in-depth uh, episode or two about the Salem Witch Trial specifically, and they get really detailed. So That's cool. Listen to, listen to That's that. That's what you're into. But, yeah, I think of those movies too. To lighten how depressing it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, So should we just get into other theories since we're basically there? Yeah. Cool. So this film takes place in Virginia. They hypothesized she was from Northeastern. We have no idea how she gets into that basement. If she... How long she had been there. All that kind of jazz. I kind of love that idea. Right? We talked about that. Yep. They, in the film, insinuate that she... Is a misaccused witch that became vengeful after the torture, um, or there's the idea that what they did was actually a ritual that created her. Um, there's another idea that she is not indeed a witch at all, but some sort of demonic spirit. That Which would that would also make sense. There was a I was going through like Reddit theories earlier. And let's see. I wrote down the name of this person because I quoted them, and I wanted to make sure they got credit. I did not write who this Reddit person was. <laughs> Let me look that up. <laughs> I wrote down the quote, but I didn't write who did it. So I was scrolling Reddit, and I saw this, and I want to read it. Um, so this is from Necromundus, and. They wrote, keep in mind her body stayed on the table the whole movie. Something else was walking around. So that feeds into that idea that it's potentially some sort of demon that can manipulate things like Annabelle. Right. Um, You could postulate how a demon got there in the first place. Um, Again, was it because of this ritual? Did the young woman like, barter her soul away because she just wanted the pain or whatever to stop or because she wanted revenge, something like that.
1: Well, and there's there's another part uh, where they're thinking that without the trial prosecutors forcing that cloth down her throat with the tooth and everything, she may not have become a witch in the afterlife in the first place it, it, in some sort of ritual style to bring that forth.
0: And it's that kind of ritual stuff that... um Makes me think that it wasn't necessarily that particular trial that was happening. It wasn't from the Salem Witch Trials where she was created. Right. It was some other sort of sect that was like, what can we do? Maybe not witches cursing her, but yeah. something to that effect. Um, And they were just were... messing with forces they didn't understand.
1: Yeah. Because there were, like, runes, and there was a tooth in the cloth, and there were... All these different um, like symbols and things like that, which was, I thought, very interesting.
0: I really wanted to find somewhere where somebody went in-depth into what those runes were, and I couldn't right. find anything. No one mentions them. So if you're a runist, hit me up. <laughs> uh, is, is runist a word? I made it one.
1: You are a studier of rune runes.
0: A runist. A runophile. A runophile? <laughs> there you go. I I
1: I definitely need to do some more like research into runes because I think they're very interesting. And um I've seen like certain videos and stuff of like recent Wicca and witches like creating their own runes out of like what they're trying to bring forth or Manifest in their life and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of an interesting idea.
0: I agree. I have <laughs> the patience or discipline to learn. I could barely learn another living language that is used every day. Nonetheless, a, I don't know if they call it. I barely it a dead learned language, French.
1: Yeah. I barely learned French just to get through college. So basically,
0: yeah. So another theory from Screen Rant that he posted was. He called it the wife's suicide theory. And his idea was that the wife, it's the wife's spirit that is doing all of this to show them what she was going through. Because a lot of people have drawn the, the metaphor, I guess, between depression and Jane Doe because you look fine on the outside But on the inside, you could be tortured and just broken. And And full of scars. Yeah. Yes. And so, although I like that metaphor, what I don't like is the idea that people who take their own lives are vengeful and evil toward the people that they loved in their lives. (laughs) That's what I can get on board with. I don't, I didn't like that. Yeah. What I took from them talking about his wife and his struggles with the guilt that he had, I kind of think that Jane Doe's motivator for selecting people or taking people is their guilt. I think she's driven by guilt. And whether that's an interesting idea, yes, whether she was created because of people's guilt. Like, maybe they were doing all those awful things to her, and they felt guilty, and maybe the ritual was trying to bring her back of some sort, or they were trying to protect her, or she feels guilty because she accused others and she was um, cursed herself, Mm -hmm. but because the son feels guilty about leaving his father alone, that's why he comes back, and the dad feels all the guilt about the wife and kind of taking over his son's life and then at the end the guy who's driving her to the next county he is on the phone saying oh i'm sorry i'm not gonna make it and feeling guilty for missing whatever date or thing that he had and that's when her little toad twinkles haha, oh, interesting
1: that's a good that that's a good piece together
0: and, like, the more guilt you feel, the more tortured the more, you are.
1: And the more she has control, maybe.
0: Oh, that's possible.
1: The more control it gives her.
0: Um, Another, some other theories were all of this happens in Austin's head. None of it actually happens. And he okay. just ends up <sighs> murdering everybody. And then throwing that, himself off a banister.
1: <laughs> that theory kills me, though. Because if that were true... That means that that cat was perfectly fine. That poor kitty was totally okay. Nothing
0: was wrong. Dan and And and, and he killed her. Him. Not only that, but it takes out the whole superstitious part of it. Then you're just playing into the psychological...
1: This guy's gone mad. Yeah. (laughs) He
0: spent too much time with dead bodies. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't like that. I would rather keep the idea of mystical forces being the cause of all of this. It doesn't make it easier by any means. It no. just, I don't Makes
1: for a better story.
0: Um, some people, I think. Uh, the other kind of caveat to that is that as soon, like I was talking about earlier, when the clock stops, nothing that happens can be taken at face value. She manipulates their reality It makes them think they're doing all of these things, but they're not. The arguments for that, her body's perfectly fine at the end. They didn't cut into her. Uh, Some people argue that there weren't three bodies at the end, but I think, and that his shirt is too clean. Like, they didn't axe his girlfriend. Um, I I wasn't able to go back and rewatch those parts, but you see them looking, like, testing a puddle in front of the elevator, so I think she was. And they probably just yeah. took out some of the blood, hoping people wouldn't notice. <laughs> um, they had to dull it down a little bit. Yeah. What I'm curious is to the video camera's knocked over at the end. I'm wondering what they would see. You would either see a whole bunch of nonsense. You'd see something start and then get it would go black because I knocked it over and turned it off, or it's literally just them talking to themselves, and then all of a sudden the dad is dead. <laughs> How would that? How would that? Like, how would
1: that play out? That'd be so interesting to like find that, and then you're just listening to it. You're like, what in the world is going on? Because you have like no perspective. You just can listen and hear
0: what they're saying, and so and just see feet coming in and out. <laughs> that's um, it. Just, just scuffles. I agree with her manipulating what they're saying, like the hallucinations part. Um, as far as like the fire, I don't think they actually, the fire was that out of control by any means. She made them think it was, so they would put it out. Um, and the bodies probably weren't actually moving. That was hallucinations. Uh, so I can get on board with parts of that, but I don't think the entire thing, I think they actually cut into her and did a full autopsy because at the end, you can also see her like stitching herself up. When she's um, like her body parts go back to normal, when she's uh torturing the dad, I guess.
1: Another thing that I was reading is that it, it's another Reddit user. Um, it, the Reddit user is MBP7496. Um, but she they say. I personally don't think she is she was ever innocent. I think the father wanted to believe in the good of people. She tortured the old man then trolled the son when he killed his dad before she was done torturing him. And then she says look up the lyrics to this song. They say the, look up the lyrics to the song. Um open up your heart they're creepy as fuck so I decided to look up the lyrics and if I'm hopefully I'm looking at the right lyrics. I see you on the street and you walk on by you make me want to hug my head down and cr- oh, hang my head down and cry. Are you trying open to open up quote your?
0: The song that's in the movie.
1: I think so. I think that's
0: what they're going that's after. That's not the song that's in the movie. So I'm gonna cut. Okay, off that so I thing. am. <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs> um, so that because I pulled it up to talk about it as well. Oh, okay, but it is equally. It, is it? Is it the birdie song or Europe? No. So the song that's in the movie. Is open up your heart and let the sun shine in and this uh, version was saying by the I believe it's called the Maguire sisters. Yeah, the Maguire sisters. I'll wait for, okay. The lyrics are still creepy as so that, don't get me wrong. It starts out with Mommy told me something a little kid should know. It's all about the devil and I learned to hate him so. She said he causes trouble when you let him in your room. He'll never ever leave you if your heart is filled with gloom. That plays into my guilt theory. Yeah. Yes. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin, smilers never lose, and frowners never win. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin, open up your heart, and let the sun shine in. It also kind of feeds into the depression idea. Right. um, If you, like, want to get really deep about this song. But... Well, even the lyrics underneath that, when
1: you're unhappy, the devil uh, when you're unhappy, the devil wears a grin, but, oh, he starts to run in when the light comes pouring in that's just creepy. If you're unhappy, the devil's grinning about it.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna keep saying that my theory's awesome, and it's probably not the first time that theory's been quoted. I'm sure, but I had also thought about the series of events that of how it ended, and I When I first watched it, thought maybe, and I talked about this with my dad, and he was kind of the one who put it together for me. He hypothesized that had the dad let her finish what he was doing to her, or what she was doing to him, I apologize, what she was doing to him, then she might have actually stopped. But because he... Altogether? Like, with their family, possibly. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, because he makes the promise, but he cuts it short because he asked the son to kill him. And the son kills him. And so him. it's like
1: stealing it away from her.
0: Yes. And so that's why she gives the son a glimmer of hope. He's like, yes, I'm going to get saved. Just like she got a glimmer of hope. Yes, I'm going to get saved. And then he falls over and dies so right next to the spiral staircase that's that idea that what people are giving to her (laughs) she's giving right back kind of thing um because i want to say and this might be totally wrong her eyes are like clear brown or something for a second when yeah
1: well her cataract starts going away
0: yes okay so it, it wasn't something i pretended later no. her eyes clear up and you're like oh my gosh the question is would she become just a regular dead body after that like her soul was set free or so she'd actually
1: like start decomposing
0: yes I'm like, or would she be alive I like to think her soul would be set free and she'd just be happy nilly willy but <laughs> who knows I think that's
1: just the the optimist in you
0: <laughs> that those are some things
1: I didn't think about and I'm well, I love that you went to your dad. <laughs> well,
0: we your dad has together. such good insights. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: Oh, Movies with your dad were always so much fun.
0: We used to have <laughs> stupid movie nights, was what we called them. Whenever my mom was out of town for work or something, mm-hmm. we would make nachos and watch movies she would not like. So Will Ferrell movies, because she hates that kind of humor, Adam Sandler movies, um, just you know, those really raunchy type of funny movies. That's how we bonded.
1: I bet your dad laughed his ass off.
0: Um, something else that I found that I am probably just drawing a line that isn't really there too, but I read it and I thought it was super interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the first, uh, what's it called, mentions of witches is from a Bible written in 931 BC to 721 BC and it's this little story, I don't know what they're called in the Bible I apologize, this little story called one San, <laughs> in 1 Samuel where it talks about King Saul seeking out a witch to bring Samuel back to life via a spirit or a body I didn't specify but she does and what happens was once the spirit returns, he makes a prophecy that King Saul will commit suicide and his sons will die in battle. And... Oh. To me, that was kind of like this movie. Um, She is bringing dead back to life, right? Those creepy-ass corpses that haunt them. hmm And... The father essentially is committing suicide because he gives himself to her and then the son dies through this like battle-y type thing right trying to escape but like i said that's probably just a line that wasn't meant to be drawn that i just created but i think it's still pretty cool (laughs) well going back to the idea like
1: with the father and initially committing suicide by giving himself to her and you know finally just saying okay kill me, save him. But then, with the son stealing that death and the the final torture, then she's just like, well, you broke your promise, so you're gone. Kind of deal.
0: Also, random note that I thought of while I was battling. The corpses that they chose to bring back, I think, were genius. The dude with his face shot off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like what we were talking about in Jeepers Creepers, where we all have this morbid curiosity to just see the most awful things and we get to do that through horror films you find yourself when she's the girlfriend is reaching to like pull back the sheet i don't know about you but part of me was like what the fuck is this gonna look like <laughs>
1: no okay yeah i know i'm always curious about that because there's so many cool different makeups because yes they are still makeups um but there's so many cool different ideas that could go into that. Oh, are you going to be morbidly gross? Are you going to just look incredibly... Like, totally fine, but at the same time, you're incredibly not fine? Or... well, and you, Is it going to be some sort of, like, mutant?
0: <laughs> you know it's going to be fucked up, because it's all, like, the sheets indented in his face. But... N- as with this movie, I'm happy that they didn't show it, because you... You got to use your imagination in a way to just think of the most horrific thing you could think of, which made those scenes even more fucking creepy. But as well, in, and the
1: suspension that goes into it is just heart your heart just sits there and pounds because you're like, What is it? What's going yes. on? What are you going to see? And then you don't,
0: yes. And maybe that's what Cheaper's Creepers was trying to do and just didn't hit. <laughs> but with this movie, it worked so well. And then there was just the creepy old lady, old women in scary movies are my nightmare (laughs) i they are what i think about when i close my eyes it's like what i see in my eyelid movies (laughs) it creeps me (laughs) out (laughs) i i like i have no problem going to like nursing homes i love old people well we used to hang out at the nursing home with our grandmas all the time i know and they were beautiful beautiful people but yeah. when they put them in scary movies, and they're always these, like, not always, a lot of times, they just have, like, these really gray, almost emaciated-looking figures, and it haunts me. It haunts me.
1: It's like, well, it, they look, like, already dead, but they're not dead, but they look like they should be dead, almost. Yes. So, yeah, no, I, I get that one 100%.
0: One of the things that I wanted to talk about was the way that they did some of their corn <laughs> They're examining. That's the word I meant to use. <laughs> the examination. So, he is using... It's not a pen light. I know it's not a pen light, but I'm going to call it a pen light. It's like this little light thing for everything. He uses it to look in her ears. And... For one of his one of the ears, he like leans over the body, barely flashes it and goes, "Yeah, there's nothing in that ear. I don't know if you've ever tried to really look in someone's ear, but you have to to be able to like see in the canal you have to like lift people's ears to straighten it out because it's not this so- is gonna sound
1: this is gonna sound so gross um I have a, a a camera that connects to my phone that is supposed to be for like ear cleaning, like ear wax cleaning." Yeah. And it's... so like I've seen the inside of ears. It's weird, but you have to like go in and angle it properly and like pull things. Like you can't just sit there and like halfway over the body be like, Yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah. You have to pull I feel like you wouldn't even see the lobe. To straight <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like look. You have to look in the ear. Yeah. And then he does her pelvic pelvic exam with that same light. I'm like, What do you think you just saw? Like <laughs> you can't see shit with that. <laughs> Yeah. See and and
1: you you're you're more of the science person here. So I don't know all of those kinds of things, but yeah, I wouldn't imagine that you'd be using the same tiny little light for every single thing you're looking
0: for. It just um for what detail ME reports need, that wouldn't have cut it. I don't know if you've ever read like an official autopsy report or something. I have um, not. They are incredibly detailed and You do, like, a full-blown physical, head to toe, top to bottom, and they were not hitting that part.
1: (laughs) Well, that would only make sense, especially if you're trying to find what killed her when this woman looks completely fine.
0: And I understand that maybe those aren't the things that this movie was meant to put, but if you're going to do a body horror movie, I would expect some of those details to be there. Right. If your focus is that body, because everything centers around her. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't need to see the pelvic exam, by any means. But at least make it look like you tried to do a real one. <laughs> if you're gonna include that, do it right. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it early. Earlier, but RIP Stanley the cat. Oh, poor kitty. Like you said, some of the Theories that people came up with, it's all in their head. None of that. Um, Everything from when she entered was in their heads or hallucination. Yeah. was kind of debunked by, well, then what the fuck ate the cat? And why did they not question why the cat was all bloody? They just were like, oh, no, poor Stanley. Broke his neck, tossed him in the fire. Done. (laughs) Like, God, my heart breaks. (laughs) What? And I just thought of this. Another thing or maybe she's not a witch but some sort of spirit, demonic spirit is the cat hated her. Um, And and as we were talking
1: about familiars and things like that, they have that sense. Animals have that sense.
0: Yes. And one of the going back to traditional historical trials, they Mm. used to um, wrap in like a cloth or something a sample of the suspected witch's urine and something else, and they would like sh- feed it to a dog, and if the dog died, obviously this person was a witch. <laughs> I don't I
1: feel know. Like if you're feeding cloth to a dog, that dog's gonna have a problem in the first place.
0: But that's also but... something something else that kind of ties that's into interesting. this was that wrapping part of the body in a cloth and then shoving it down their throats. The hallucinations thing, by the way, they have theorized or hypothesized that. Some of the hysteria that came with the Salem Witch Trials is actually from a fungus that is in the bread. And I kind of wondered if maybe that was another thing. The reason some of these things were hallucinations were because they were trying to bring in that detail as well um, with the original trials, hysteria, hallucinations, things like right. that when i
1: first watched it i so i i watched it like three different times um but when i first watched it i was so confused like there were just so many different aspects that like i didn't catch the first time around and so when like the the hallucination of like the storm and everything and like when the sun is trying to get out and he and the cops are like just open the door and he's like it's not opening
0: i'm over there like just open the fucking door dude yeah. <laughs> I don't understand i loved the ending where they did that and you they make you think this huge storm is going on this whole time and they're trapped inside and then the next day like the tree is just fine and
1: it's actually like the most beautiful day
0: <laughs> yeah and on the radio it's like here's our fourth day of clear skies and you're like, sunny days That's yeah it's kind of you're like wait a second <laughs> yeah the first time i watched that movie that was the moment where i was like what the fuck none of it happened <laughs> Yeah, and then I watched it again, and it was even better. And I probably should watch it again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, too bad. It's not on Netflix, easy access. Going back to, like, her body and kind of, like, the damage that you don't see but is there is, like, the scarring on the intern, like, the internal organs and stuff. But, that like, second skin, where, like, they pull back that skin lining, and she has, like, all of those, like, symbols and stuff on the skin i thought that was the most interesting thing very confusing because then in my head i went do we really have skin like that does it like would would
0: that work i um so i know we have different layers of skin obviously but i don't know right. if you can separate them like that unless it's supposed to be i don't want to say it's like her adipose layer that's fat but i know dissecting like a rat in college <laughs> we are different than rats i, I get that but you could <laughs> you could separate the layer that had the fur from like a different inner layer like the, this this
1: inner skin almost before maybe. you
0: get to the muscle and the adipose layer, but i don't know how that applies to humans i've never tried Please don't this... try. <laughs> this makes me
1: wish I would have paid more attention to the bodies exhibit when it was here.
0: I don't remember that being a part of it.
1: Yeah, I don't either. But... It's a really cool exhibit if you ever get a chance. Yeah, they made it look way more easier than obviously... If, like, if that were real, it would be, I assume, a lot more difficult than just that. Um, but I, I thought that was a really interesting aspect because... You get the cloth down her throat. You have the paralyzing, um, what is it, herb or flower, I think. Oh, the dips in weed. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really cool aspect of it, just because, like, obviously, a lot of, like, flowers and herbs and things like that were used back in the day. But also, how
0: horrifying to... Think that she was paralyzed and all of this was happening to her and she couldn't do anything, which I get is the point of this body reacting. She is literally trapped in her own head. And that's how she was while she was being tortured.
1: Yeah, because he figures this out when he tests her blood and it's still like living
0: like a zombie. <laughs> I'm not sure. I wish they hadn't put that part in there. Um, To be honest, they like added no, I've... this weird biological aspect to a very, I guess, spiritual superstitious type thing and i was
1: like they're trying to mix science and spirituality
0: yeah i didn't like that very much but maybe that was kind of the point of the movie as well because we talk about how he is very rooted in science and he refuses Mm -hmm. at the beginning to make assumptions and And so so therefore she that's like her way of showing him that or or they were just saying um they were just like validating his thought process but then there's also the idea that maybe it wasn't even there and like you said that was her way of being like look at me motherfucker i'm actually alive
1: bitch stop hurting me (laughs) because that's really when he like turns around and he's like wait a second she's alive like Uh... there's so many there's so many different ideas that you can draw with this movie and that's what i love about it is because it pulls so many different ideas and topics and and you can have all of these different conclusions, but you don't actually get a solidified answer because it just she just continues to go, <laughs>
0: yes. and I love additionally how it plays on so many different fears, like a bunch of times we've been like, "Oh, this is a great fear of mine, this is a great fear of mine. old people, well, demons and witchcrafts, bells." Being paralyzed and getting cut into. Yeah, bugs in your orifices. Oh, yeah, that's terrifying. That's gross. (laughs) Not being really dead. Like, there's so many different fears and they fit so beautifully together in this movie. They're not, they don't feel forced to me.
1: I will say the director did a wonderful job in putting those all together and being like, oh, you're scared of this? Well, here, how about, how would you deal with this idea? One thing it did do well with is that it won an award. Which I think is really cool, because not a lot of horror movies get awards in the first place. Um, But it won Best Horror Film in the Fantastic Fest, which I'm not exactly sure where that is held. But I think that's impressive for a horror movie to win in general, because that does not happen often.
0: Do you know if it won just like general category of horror, or was it something specific?
1: It just says Best Horror Film, so I assume it was just that genre.
0: That makes it even more impressive that it wasn't, like, a subcategory of a subcategory of a subcategory.
1: <laughs> it was just the actual, like, genre itself.
0: Yes. It was a great movie. I've seen things online of people either asking for an autopsy of Jane Doe 2 or something, but I personally yeah. hope never happens. I don't want a prequel. I, d- I don't want another one. I just want it to stay as beautifully unput together as it is. I love Yeah. Yes this movie doesn't need It it does not
1: need a sequel it doesn't need a prequel It doesn't need any more of a Backstory told or any more of a Future story of killing another family It is so perfectly Unanswered in this whole movie All around That it leaves you questioning Everything and so It's making you go out And do the work of trying to figure This out or going and looking at other theories Like we have and and drawing all these different conclusions but never having a solidified answer so you just have to go
0: with what you think and and i think it's great your personal experiences make this movie for you yes i'm sure if you are a person who has had like depression or something this movie might speak to you in a different way than it does to others if you're terrified of bodies coming to life that Which that actually cool.
1: is a fear of mine. There was a there was a room in the haunted house called the it was called the 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 morgue and then it turned into a cadaver room. And I personally like with how dark that room felt as it was like laid out in a morgue with all of these fake dead dead bodies in it and stuff. Like I think because I don't know because I've never been to a morgue. I think I'm actually terrified of them. I know I'm scared of dead bodies. I'm uncomfortable with them. Like when we went to my grandma's funeral. And we had the open casket. I remember grabbing your hand and being like, I don't know if I can go up there.
0: I think seeing the inside of a morgue is probably a very rare experience for many, many people. And the majority of us have, have and will never see the inside of one. Yeah. I would give this five schools out of five. <laughs> I like that rating. Five schools out of five. I um, Go ahead
1: it has it just has so many factors into it that makes it such a great movie all around because it's creepy. It makes you think. It doesn't exactly answer your question at the end and so you're continuously still thinking about this movie.
0: I would have to vote if we had to vote, the best kill would be the axing of the girlfriend only because it was so unexpected.
1: Agreed. They think it's they think
0: it's the cadaver,
1: the bells ringing, they think it's just the sp- the the cadaver or her coming after them and Lo and behold, his girlfriend's been hiding out in the basement the entire time,
0: and the poor dad now has to carry that weight with him, which is probably why he was more willing to end his own life because he's like, "I don't want to live with this." Because speaking
1: he... of your your guilt idea, um, that could just lead into more
0: guilt, <laughs> especially Smart. because he had like just finally decided to be like, "I'm gonna protect my son. I will do this," and then it just goes all horribly awry. <laughs> yeah it fits into so many different categories it's beautiful she does such an amazing job conveying absolutely like i'm just amazed she held know. so still and you can't tell she's breathing there's, i know there's way of like going around that but still there's so much life and so little expression on her face yeah. and you just kind of wait you like pray that she's going to blink at some point or that something's going to happen and she doesn't and I think part of that uh, magic comes from using a live actress when the fly
1: lands on her eye though ugh, chills down my body I hated that
0: yeah I don't like insects
1: no but I've always had like, the fear of like the mummy style thing where a beetle will like get into your skin and then crawl up to your brain
0: like that <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really love bugs. Bugs are cool, but I don't want them around me. I hate that scene so much. Yeah. Something I wanted to introduce with this uh, episode. There, When I first started watching this, I remembered a book that I had intended to read at some point in my life. Turns out that <laughs> book didn't actually exist. I had misremembered a real book. So oh. I thought that there was a book about the it was it would have been i don't know it's fiction fake yeah okay uh it would have been a fictional book from the viewpoint of a cadaver and it was like the person like i don't know it's the life of a cadaver essentially and that is a real book but it's not fictional it is from a medical examiner pathologist doctor md something writing about different uses of cadavers in science. So I went ahead and looked up some other books that I thought would be interesting that go along with this. And I am asking if our listeners would want to do a kind of book club to join me in reading one of these books. We, I'd be in. (laughs) Yeah. You can email us your thoughts and ideas if you read it. Uh, maybe if we get enough people in on it we could do small sessions like zoom sessions or something together live Um, just tell us if you're interested have you read it do you want to read it are we asking too much so the book that I <laughs> most interested me is called "Morgue: a life in death by dr vincent de mayo he is a famous pathologist. Um, He's been doing it for like 40 plus years. This particular book talks about some of the most interesting cases that he's had and how it goes once he receives the bodies. Another book, um, this is by a female medical examiner. Both of them are from New York, so you know they saw some shit. This one's called Working Stiff. Two years, 262 bodies, making a a lot of bodies. Right, making of a medical examiner and this is by Dr. Judy and I can't read what I wrote on the last name (laughs) Judy Melanick and this is again cases that she's seen and her experience working through them as she became an experienced medical examiner some of that story includes 9-11 because she started just before those attacks so I will post both of those books to our Instagram I'll post the picture of the tarot card that we drew. So if you have a different interpretation, feel free. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. And that is it.
1: I'd be super curious, just really quick with going back to those books, if, like, I would be very curious to read a book about, like, coroners and morticians, like, stories of if they've dealt with spiritual happenings with certain bodies or like certain aspects of that kind of stuff and if they've actually been like super
0: scared that something happened or so you're looking for like a haunted tell-all yeah basically there's a <laughs> youtube video that i saw in passing where somebody spliced together what looks like i didn't watch it because i didn't want to freak myself out <laughs> of but course. maybe i will it they spice spliced together uh video footage from the basement of different morgues and coroner's offices and it's like the top 10 creepiest instances or five or something like that but it looked creepy i'm sure that if you actually watch it you're like oh yeah that was clearly a live person that's not creepy but i did not watch it
1: yeah no that would be something that would scare me i enjoy scaring myself by watching those kinds of things but like with it being a morgue and with my my actual fear of cadavers and and things like that, like I I know I'd be freaking myself out just trying to put that on.
0: <laughs> if you want to take part in our book club, if you want to tell us what you think or pick our next movie, please email us at horrorcatswitchhats all one word at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at
1: horror underscore cats underscore witchhats.
0: And find us on Discord or subscribe wherever you are listening to podcasts. Keep it spooky. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> R.I.P. Stanley.
1: Oh, kitty.